0: Hey everyone, I hope you're all having a great week. As the difficult situation in Israel continues to unfold, I felt it very necessary to leave a message about how we could continue through this experience and move through everything we experienced the last 10 days. Of course, it's been very difficult, and I know I speak on behalf of everyone when I say it's been an absolute roller coaster. Uh, on the one hand, we felt complete shock from the complete unfathomable evil wickedness and terror that really left us all speechless and confused and disturbed. And very naturally, I think this emotion of sadness and depression and melancholy evolved into anger. Anger at the enemy, anger at the disgusting crimes and evil that was committed to us. And then the sadness and anger mixed with uh, the frustration of being limited to what we could do led to even more depression, right? Just a debilitating, consuming fog or haze or quicksand feeling. And I'm saying this because I've spoke to at least a half a dozen people who describe this. Uh, I myself experienced the ups and downs of this. And by the way, it's a known psychological phenomenon, right, this feeling of helplessness. It's called emphatic distress. Uh, Basically, when we see a tragedy uh, that inspires emotion in us of empathy and pain and a desire to help, but we feel we can't help, it results in what I just called emphatic distress in psychology. It results in this depression and burnout feeling and feeling of withdrawal. It's like the feeling of a heavy heart uh, or exhaustion that we probably all felt early through this process last week. And then there's the open anxiety, right? Or even the subconscious fear that we experienced watching the gory videos and the terrible photos that were leaked uh, or, or the tragic stories that we heard. And by the way, this stuff affects us spiritually too, not just psychologically. The Arizal says, the Holy Ari says that when we see something unfathomably evil or disturbing or tragic, it shatters our souls. Our souls literally can't handle it. And so our souls shut down, right? As a coping mechanism, as a coping method to protect itself, our souls shut down and close up and disconnect from the sheer turbulence or Earthquaking feeling it gets when seeing such unfathomable, disturbing things. So, this is sort of the mix of everything we've been feeling and dealing with. Uh, we're hearing terrible things. We're seeing terrible things. Our minds are burnt out from constantly following and consuming the news, which, by the way, is just the recycling of old, outdated information being portrayed in new ways. Or, in the case of social media, we're seeing new videos and photos and hearing stories, which, again, is only adding to the distress and futility and burnout of the situation. And, like I said, there's the psychological effect of emphatic distress, right, not feeling that we're helping enough. And then again, the spiritual effect of our soul shutting down, uh, which make things like prayer, Torah, work, and everything else more difficult. So all this is there. All this comes with emotion. There's lots of tears and frustration, and it's a whole cocktail uh, of feeling and emotion. So so that's that. Then following all of this, or even concurrently at the same time, we experienced opposite feelings, right? Powerful feelings to the positive, Right. I know I speak on behalf of myself and a few other people that I've, that I've been connected with through this, through this insane experience that when the Jewish people around the world started to come together and started to unite, to band together and bond into a united front to defend Israel, to defend Jews worldwide, to join the cause and fight, it was incredibly empowering, right? Seeing the reserve soldiers fly from around the world to join the fight. And Jews from the diaspora flying to Israel to help the war effort, whether through distributing supplies to the soldiers or providing the families with food, clothing, and shelter, giving out tzitzit, and doing other things for soldiers and citizens. The world lit up. I mean, Am Yisrael United and showed its true colors. And and what goosebumps this brings, right? What power, what feelings of strength and of hope and of inspiration. I mean, the solidarity is really unprecedented and that's at least what old-timer veterans are even saying, right? There are interviews where old-time veterans are saying, I've never seen energy like this. I've never seen such a united Jewish front. It's so historic with how much the Jews united and, and came together in strength and with no fear, right? We see soldiers singing and dancing and yelling and rallying and everyone's really hype. Everyone's ready. Everyone's strong. We're ready to fight the fight. We're certain we will win. We're confident we will win and all the Jews are battling, right? You have soldiers on the front lines and you have soldiers in the Bet Knesset and in the Bet Midrashim praying, studying with fire, right? The light and fire coming out of these communities are insane. There there were 10, I don't know if you saw this, there were 10,000 people praying to together in Lakewood and Chabad had 10, 15,000 people and the speeches and the rallies, the chesed efforts, the charity, the tens of millions of dollars flooding into Israel, they're flying in planes of resources and goods and products, you name it right, people crying in shul in the Amidah, nights of unification of Torah study and learning in the Zahut of Israel. This massive wave of solidarity and fidelity for the Jewish people and by the Jewish people is unbelievably empowering. So there's that that we're feeling too in the mix, right? So we said the tough emotion, the difficult stuff, and then this ridiculous, uplifting feeling of, of unity with the Jewish people. So again, a lot going on. Now, all this is great, Okay, we feel the pain of our brothers and sisters and we feel the fire and inspiration to see the light of our brothers and sisters. But what I wanted to talk about on this audio is now what? What about us? Right, what about our lives as individuals, right, and as part of Klal Yisrael, meaning what are next steps? How do we continue to rise from this very difficult experience and build our lives that hashem wants for us right how do we learn from this how do we grow from this how do we improve from this how do we live healthier happier holier lives from this and and that's really what i uh, i wanted to discuss so first of all we need to check in with our mind body and soul we need to check in with the health and status of our minds bodies and souls how are we doing and we should go one at a time right so let's say you start with the mind Like I mentioned earlier, these traumatic videos and photos and stories, they don't just go one year out the other. They stick with us and they have an effect. If I had to guess, using basic logic and common sense and fundamental psychological principles, we are all a bit overloaded by this stuff. Bottom line. And bottom line, it's not good for us. Yes, we need to be in the know. We want to be connected to the land and our people and feel their pain and see what's happening, but not at the expense of our minds, bodies, and souls. What good are we to others if we ourselves are so burnt out by social media, so battered, beaten, exhausted, emotionally overwhelmed, and compromised? How can we help others in our state of lowliness like this, of not being our best selves? So as hard and as potentially controversial as this might sound, right, to say, because it can be misinterpreted, We need to cut the cord here. Like, No more gory, disturbing videos and photos and stories that subconsciously depress and worry our minds and fog and shut down our souls. There's no way we can rise to the occasion and be our best selves and bring the best out of us to the battlefield and contribute and bring value to our families, our communities, and the world at large and the Jewish people at large in this fight. If we're connected and subconsciously addicted To this rabbit hole endless system of traumatic social media content that's only bringing us down. The Jewish people need us. The world needs us. Our community, our families need us. Hashem needs us. And to step up to the plate and rise to the occasion, we need to be strong and empowered and clear-headed and focused, and in an action state, a doing state, an execution state, and we can't do so if we're glued to our phones and social media. It's a trap. It's the Yetzirah convincing us we need to be in the know through watching social media and being stuck to every update, and that we have to see and feel everything. Because the Yetzirah knows, by the way, if we are sad or angry or depressed, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do for the cause. There's nothing we can do for ourselves, for our loved ones, for Hashem, for nothing. The only time the Avot were disconnected from the Ruach HaKodesh was when they were angry or depressed. So let's not let that happen. That's number one. We need to take our minds back. We need to take our minds back. It's time we free ourselves from the shackles of this disheartening, dispiriting, demoralizing habit of consuming, consuming, consuming and, and, and cut out this negative content. Okay, number two. How are our bodies doing? Okay, can we bring back some of the habits we may have lost in our routine during this chaotic period? Can we start working out again, eating healthy again? Are we hydrating enough, drinking enough water and making sure we're getting enough nutrients? Are we breathing properly? Or are we walking around stressed and tense and all knotted up and stiff and not breathing? We need to walk, we need to breathe, we need to laugh. And this sounds crazy, but it's true. Rabbi Nachman writes, joy is the key to everything, including winning wars. It's written that you want to win a war, you need to have joy. We need to laugh and smile and be happy. Now, don't take this the wrong way, right? We can already hear people saying, how could we be happy? How can you even say that? Do you not see the tragedies going on in the world? There's a war right now. There's people going against the Jews. There's rallies around the world wishing death to the Jews. Listen, we're aware of what's happening. But seeing and acknowledging and experiencing and internalizing and living the difficult state of the world does not mean letting it trickle into every part of our life, poisoning every area of life and putting on pause every good thing we're doing. That's that's not what we're supposed to do. That's not what Hashem wants from us. Listen, if we want to set aside a specific time every day to catch up on the news for 10 minutes, talk about Israel, cry about it, scream out to Hashem, mourn the situation, great. Great. But the rest of the day, the rest of our time, our lives, need to continue towards taking care of the Jewish people, of our communities, of our families, and ourselves. If our mind, body, and soul are not in a healthy state, we can't do anything for anybody. So instead of consuming passively, we need to actively join the cause and do something about it. So... Back to what we were saying for the body, we need to sleep well, eat well, have movement in there, hydration, and do whatever it is we usually do to put us in good heads. Walk in nature, walk outside, breathe in fresh air, meditate, sports, whatever it is. We need to get our bodies and minds back in sync. And by the way, like I said earlier, I'm saying all this because I've had half a dozen people tell me that they're down like this and that they're in a funk and they can't seem to get out of it. And by the way, I experienced this too. It's normal, it's expected. My Torah learning and prayer and business were in a funk the last 10 days. I couldn't think of anything other than Israel. But now we're about a week and a half into this thing and it's time to build and grow and contribute to the cause. By the way, there's a reason mourning is a one week period. After a certain point, the mourning has to stop. The mourning happened and it's time to move forward productively with the goal of helping the cause both for the living and for the ones that deceased. And by the way, that's what the soldiers are doing. If you're on social media, you see soldiers in the Israeli army singing and dancing and laughing and joking around. It's like a seminar or a kumzitz, right? Someone could see and say, what are they doing? Is this a joke to them? Are they not scared or taking everything seriously? Do they not see what's happening? How could they sing and dance? What folly is this? They're the army. And I say... Well, not me, the greatest sages in history, the scholars of the Torah whose feet we can't even reach, they say, no, they're doing the right thing. It's simcha, it's emunah, it's strength. They're using joy and unity and emunah to build strength. They need courage right now. They need confidence right now, not sadness and depression and confusion. They had that time. When they saw the news after the holiday, they were sad and depressed and shocked. When they were leaving their homes and cities to go to Israel and fight, when they were on the planes, when, when they first landed, when they saw the massacres and bloodbaths, that was the time for mourning. That was when they spent time being down and sad. That was their moment. But now, that time has passed and they are rising and they are strengthening, they are preparing for war and preparing to do something about it, to do something about the evil and injustice. And how do they do that? Through strengthening themselves, their minds, bodies, and souls. And we need to do the same. We need to sing and dance and laugh and have joy and happiness and gratitude to Hashem that we're alive, that we're Jewish, that we're united, that we're together, that we have Hashem and that we're going to take our land back. And that we're going to fight for what's real and that we're going to win. We will win this war. With Hashem, we will win this war. With each other, we will win this war. And that brings me lastly to soul, right? We covered mind and body. And now it's time for soul. There's two aspects here. First is emunah. Emuna, emuna, emuna. We all saw the tragedies, okay? We watched the videos, we saw the pictures, we heard the stories, okay? And we all have many, many friends in Israel on the ground who shared disturbing things with us. And we can't even imagine, God forbid, what these families are feeling. But, 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 we have to say, I believe, I have faith, in Hashem, in Od Milvador. Period, end of story. There's nothing but Hashem. Hashem is great. Hashem is merciful. Hashem is loving. Hashem is everything. And it's so important that we remind ourselves of this because in moments like these, it's easy to question and to fall. And And, and again, we can't explain anything that happened. We don't understand anything. There's no explanations or excuses or thoughts or ideas or nothing. We can't say how it's good or why it's good. It's good. No, no. We can't say and we won't say that. But what we can say is en od milvado, Hashem runs the world and Hashem is good and Hashem is great and we need to know that even though we might not be able to understand it, right? We're human, we're limited. We don't have the eyes of the Mashiach or Alam Habad to know why this happened, but we need to know it's Hashem. And when I say it's Hashem, again, I could, we could hear the voices. How could you say that? Hashem is in evil. Hashem is in bad. Hashem wouldn't do this. Why would he do this? This is free will and this is human nature. This is pure evil and wickedness. And, 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 and we don't know where Hashem was. Where was Hashem? Where was Hashem here? Where was Hashem in the Holocaust? And on and on. Listen, these are history's greatest questions. Okay, We cannot answer them. We do not know. Some people try explaining why it's good, how it's good, why these things happen. But you know what? We don't even care about that right now. And we shouldn't even try to understand them right now because it's beyond us. We are not wise enough, nor knowledgeable enough, nor understanding enough, nor pure or holy enough to even attempt to think that we could try to remotely understand these things. But what we can do with our simple and basic faith is amin. I don't understand, I just believe. That's it. We don't understand, but we have to have faith. And if we need to read the book Garden of Emunah, we should do it. If we need to listen to Emunah audios, we should do it. And, 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 and we, could, we could build that. And we'll be better for it. A life of Emunah and a life of understanding Emunah is a life better lived. It's where we're more productive, we're active, we're proactive, and that's what we need. And guess what? Maybe one day we will be able to look back and know why this happened. And maybe we'll see the good. Maybe. Maybe we'll understand. But for now, blind faith. We got we to gotta, we gotta keep that in mind. Number two for spirituality, Ahavat Yisrael. That's it. No more hate after this. No more jealousy. No more judgment. It's ridiculous. After this, white hat, black hat, this rabbi, that rabbi, this shul, that shul, this guy keeps Shabbat, this guy doesn't keep Shabbat, kosher, This doesn't matter. No more of that. No more lashon hara. No more rechilu. No more judgment. We need to love every Jew, period, end of story, period, end of story. Every Jew has the spark of Hashem. Every Jew has a holy soul. So at our core, we're all the same. The Elter Rebbe writes, If at the core we are all the same, then technically no one is better than anybody. No one's greater than anybody. We all have the same soul from the same source. So no one's better than anyone. And we're all just as great as each other. We all need to love each other and accept each other and stick together. Now again, someone might say, But what about cases where the Torah says to hate your fellow, right? If you see a public sinner, you have to hate him, or a heretic you have to hate, or you have to rebuke the people that sin. Okay, so read Lechotei Amarim, read the Tanya, and the Elder Rebbe will answer all these questions, okay? He basically says that we're meant to hate those wicked qualities in those people and use that hatred towards the evil qualities To inspire our love for these people and their souls, to then approach them to try to save them, either through friendship or rebuke or whatever. But regardless, the point is we are to love every Jew. Period. End of story. Enough is enough. Let's not fall into this trap ever again. And as King Solomon says, "There's nothing new under the sun." If you read the details of the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash, very similar to what to what we experienced, of course, on a much grander scale. Ancient Egypt—that's another story. What was done? It was like the Holocaust. And, and what about the Inquisition and the Holocaust itself? Again, we can't explain these things. And by the way, if there was social media back then, we would see incredibly disturbing things. But bottom line, we got to try our best to prevent these things from happening by doing our Hishdad Lut to be good human beings and loving our fellow Jews and doing whatever we can to improve. And, and, and that's it. And that's it. We do our Hishdad Lut. And yes, we've all been praying. Yes, we've been all doing chesed and giving sedaka in our own ways. We're all trying to contribute to the cause. And, and many of us have been doing mitzvot and learning Torah and the Zechut of Israel. And it's beautiful. And that's, and that's what we need to be doing. It's awesome. We got to increase it more. Um, and not only because of what's happening in the world this minute, but in general as a Jewish nation, we need it. We're heading towards the times of Mashiach. Let's bring Mashiach. And God willing, we'll see it soon. I'm going to end it here because this audio went way longer than expected. I went on tangents, I went off script, um, but we're speaking from the heart here. And I just want to ask for forgiveness forgiveness if I said anything inappropriate or out of line or improper, if I miscommunicated anything or if if anything got misinterpreted. Take my word, take my promise, the intentions are good. Just trying to take my own struggle through this very strange experience um, and channel it in a way uh, that... You know, we can all try to grow from this and and implement things to to help us through this. So thank God we have Hashem. Thank God we have each other. Thank God we have ourselves because we each have something to contribute. And there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to worry about. We're in good hands. Hashem will deliver justice. Hashem will bring us victory. The whole world is watching. The whole world, every country, every nationality, every news station And when the whole world watches, that means Hashem has the world's eyes. And with the world's eyes, Hashem's glory will shine. So God willing, we're all going to witness our own Keriya Yamsuf. Wishing us all a great rest of week, a great path ahead, and only love, happiness, peace, and joy until the times of Mashiach. Amen.